Welcome into Coffee Break. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning, right on the edge of Halloween. It's just around the corner. This show is brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. If you have a property that fits the needs of their buyers, call David at Versant, 459-8565. You've been listening during Montana's morning news about our return to the old Montana State Prison. I stayed overnight there until the sun came up. We got some really crazy stuff, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And we're going to continue our Halloween-themed show today in Coffee Break. And to do that, we brought in one of our favorites, Ellen Baumler. Ellen, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you, Troy. It's always nice to be here. Yeah. Well, and this is, uh, I don't know if you don't have a busy time, but uh, certainly once we, it gets around Halloween. It gets pretty crazy. You're, you're like the, the Halloween crazy. go-to in town. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I don't think you mind that, do you? I don't mind it. I like it. But I'm always glad when it's when October is over. <laughs> you get to take a nap. Yeah. Uh, for the four people in our audience that don't know you, could you introduce yourself to folks? So I'm retired from the Montana Historical Society, Ellen Baumler. And I worked for 26 years there, and my main job was to um, research and write those silver plaques that you see all over everywhere. I probably did more than a thousand of those in every corner of a Montana that you can imagine. And so I probably know more trivia than anybody does. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so if you're looking for a uh, looking for the last member of your yeah. trivia night team, there you go. <laughs> find out if Ellen's busy and you've written how many books I've have you now 13 written 13 books my most recent book is uh the life of the afterlife which is a, a history of montana cemeteries the sort of the evolution of how they they developed from native american scaffold burials to grand cemeteries like we have today. okay yeah. and so you know you've written on multiple topics yep um we, we've got you in it's it's halloween so we're, <laughs> we're going to talk ghost yep. stories but and and you've written some of those books how many of your books would you say are just they're ghost books five five are okay. ghost books yeah and then what else and then you've just there, there's some history books as well yeah history books too you know i i did for um i think about five years i did um a little radio spot with with little sort of half notes, and so two books are of those scripts actually, and they're you know very quick reading, mm -hmm. just little vignettes. Um, I did a history of the uh, Montana State Prison, which may be one of my favorite books because the photographer took wonderful photographs uh, that are, are are just really. Uh, compelling. I it's think. certainly a photogenic place. It is a very photogenic place. Really, nobody has covered a comprehensive story of the humanity there, you know, and the development of the architecture and all those different things. So, so there's that. And then Mary Ronan uh, was a memoir that I edited that uh, is really probably one of the most essential books that you should have in a Montana collection. But yeah, yeah, it's it's so. What's next? Are you working on another one? You've got the, the graveyard right. book is new, between. right? The cemetery one is brand new. It just came out in June, so okay. I'm sort of <laughs> resting right now. But I'm collecting some new ghost stories, and so I'm hoping okay. that uh, you know within the next year or two, there will be another book of that. So maybe another ghost book coming maybe, out from maybe. Ellen. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. I want to yeah. add to the collection, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I know you love the research sort of digging into the documents and the stories yep. and you can hear maybe a story that's been passed down but okay but can i find something in a, a county you know an assay office somewhere that yeah. verifies yeah that's fun for you it is fun yeah it is fun to dig those things out and really find the true thread in some of those uh 
you know, community stories. Well, and you're very good at it. Well, thank you. Did you start? Did you start out where where this was something that you just were like, I, I'm kind of good at digging through the old stuff, or is this is this a learned, developed skill? It's a learned skill. You know, when I took the job at the Montana Historical Society, I do have a PhD in medieval studies, but uh, you know, I sort of had to learn about Montana, and I learned about a lot of um, resources that I had no idea existed. And so, you know, it really was a learning experience to use those things like maps and census reports and stuff like that that really figure into all of my research. Yeah. Ellen Baumler is our guest on Coffee Break today. She's uh, she, she's a historian. She's an author. And she knows every single ghost story ever told in Montana <laughs> well, at this point. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, you know, you, you mentioned you, you, you wrote a book on uh, the old state prison. And that yeah. way, that, that wasn't really a ghost story. That was just a look no. at the, the history yeah. of a place. Right. And yeah. the history of that place, though, is, is a, a little bit dark. It's a very dark history. Yes, it is. And, you know, I really liked that. It was very interesting <laughs> to dig into some of the personal stories of people uh, who were incarcerated there and what happened to them. So there's there's some interesting stories in that book. Wait, do you ever get into, you know, a, a place like that or, you know, a subject matter that you end up being surprised? Oh, I'm always surprised. And I'm always surprised at the weird coincidences, you know, like as I research things, sometimes I'll come up with a, a newspaper clipping that I've been looking for and and it's dated the day that it is, you know. Like, oh, wow. I mean, that's happened to me a lot of different times or there are interesting connections with people that you would never expect and those kinds of things. I think all historians encounter that kind of thing. But it's more interesting for me because I right. like that kind of stuff. Right. You know? So when when we're talking about the prison, folks have been hearing uh, about the return to the prison uh, that I had this morning. Any any story that sticks out to you there? Well, you know, my when we were working on that book, my daughter had a pretty profound experience there. She was helping the photographer. And uh, she was helping him set up his equipment. I wasn't there, but but uh, she was um, in college at the time. And she was underneath the stairway that goes down into the um, maximum security in the main cell mm-hmm. block. And she was under the stairway there and setting up the, um, the tripod. And she, it was summertime. And she had on a light blouse and she felt a hand go up her back that absolutely creeped her out to no end and she she was so disturbed she went up to the office and told the the person working in the gift gift shop and that person said well you're not the only one that has experienced that very same thing isn't that crazy yeah it was very creepy for her yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did, did did she uh, did she stay she did yeah <laughs> but she didn't go back under the stairway <laughs> oh, i don't I don't, I don't you know, blame her. So there was that, and then I've been there when people have had experiences. I mean, a long time ago, when they really didn't do those public mm-hmm. tours, um, there was a group from Seattle that invited me to come and spend the night, which I, I did, and, uh, and they had a pretty profound experience where the guy, one of the guys was actually thrown against the wall, and he came out with plaster all over his jacket, and... Uh, uh, I went back up to the cell with them because he felt like he needed to confront whatever that was. And there was, a, and I heard this conversation that was through uh, tapping where they would ask a question and the person would tap 
you know, one for yes and two for no or something like that. And there was this whole conversation and it turned out that the person uh, thought this guy was someone else. It was a case of mistaken identity mistaken identity yeah it was pretty interesting that's pretty intense yeah though. it was I mean, it was very intense the guy was um the guy that it happened to was was a was a psychic person you know and he was really he was really freaked out well you must have been as well i was right? i like, have to confess i didn't go into the cell myself <laughs> i stood outside and listened but you've but, but you've uh, then seen this stuff yeah, and that's one of those things yeah. where people see these things you know on on tv or something it's no go, well joke. it's tv right it's TV, and so you just don't know they always make things up on tv right and I mean, and that's not necessarily and untrue not, and they never really tell the true stories right and so it's hard bad. to know it is hard to know but then we've got somebody like ellen in here that you know that, that she, I, I believe Ellen. Ellen's not out there. <laughs> say she she doesn't need these stories to sell her books. I promise you. Um, but uh, you know the, the, this weird, unexplainable stuff happens. It does. It really does. Yeah. What, what was it like for you to sort of see something like that? To go, you know what? I've told the stories, mm. but then to be standing there, yeah. going, no, I. It's not just I believe this person that told me this story that they believe it, whether yeah. it happened or not. But yeah. you, yeah, you're yeah. there. You're part yep. of it. Yep, yep. I have seen that stuff happen, and uh, it, you know. Uh, it is pretty pretty amazing, really. So much more to talk about with Ellen, but we do also have to take a break. So we'll go ahead and we'll force it in now, and then we'll be back with more on Coffee Break. Welcome back into Coffee Break, the show brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. Finding the perfect buyer for your home doesn't have to be daunting. Call David at Versant, 459-8565. And Ellen Baumler is with us this morning. We're talking Montana history, Montana ghosts, and how those two intersect. And for Ellen, that's what she does. Once again, thank you so much for, for hanging out with us oh, this you're morning. you're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I mean, it, it, it's interesting when we talk about ghost stories, really in, in any place in the country, I suppose, or in the world, but here in Montana, they're not uncommon. They're not uncommon, no. Uh, and maybe it's just because, you know, we we like to find them. I don't know what it is. Um, I do think Montana is a place that has had a lot of a lot of energy, you know, the gold rush, politics, whatever, a lot of energy has been expended here and, and places like that, you know, you, you do find. Uh, well, and we've got so much, when you look at, you know, this was the West, the gold rush, you know, yeah. we've got so many ghost towns, yeah. Yeah. not like Marysville where it's kind of ghost town, but people are still there. I mean, right. we've got, you know, Virginia City, Nevada City type places where it's, it's just a shell. Yeah. But it feels like, uh, you know, th those places leave behind something. They do. Yeah, they do. And sure is do. that just from the emotion of a place, you know, extreme emotions? or I mean, Well, I think it can be that. But, you know, to me, residual energy is, is, is something that I think often you can use to explain what people happen, what people experience, you know. But, um, but I think that residual energy really doesn't matter whether it's a good experience, a bad experience, a, a very energetic experience even. It's something that happens in a place 
over and over and over again. You know, if a person sits and looks out the window every day at five o'clock for 20 years, that's bound to leave an impression mm -hmm. on the place when the person isn't there anymore. And so, you know, residual energy is when something like that manifests itself again. And, you know, it's not something that we can really explain uh, except in the realm of residual energy, you know, and, and I, I'm a great believer in that myself. It, it, it's such a fascinating thing. Uh, you know, any any stories, Ellen, to you that, that stick out sort of in particular just because you were able to not only hear the, the ghost story, but yeah. then you were able to corroborate some yeah. aspect yeah. of that yeah. and say, here, here's a thread <laughs> that connects it to you can't say that this didn't happen. Yeah. Well, you knew Michael Sweet, mm -hmm. right? He was a he was a really talented uh, medium, I guess you would call him a medium. He passed away way too suddenly in uh, 2019. And I did collaborate with him a few times on places. He was very interested in the history of places. And, you know, one one place that uh, really it's just in the last couple of weeks has come full circle um, in Butte. I don't know if you visited the Cabbage Patch in Butte. But um, I haven't. It's a place that figures in their haunted tours in that place. Uh, uh, they've long, the people who do the tours have long said that there is the spirit of a young girl there. And they have just named her Tess. That's a random name. Well, Michael, um, some years ago, uh, visited the Cabbage Patch a couple of times. And he had a conversation with this young girl. And she told him that she was kidnapped, uh, that she was strangled. And that um, uh, she was very much afraid of men. And um, he was very disturbed, I think, by that encounter. Mm -hmm. It was a couple of times. And uh, so then, some years after that, he told me that he was sitting on the steps of the Myrna Loy here in Helena and was contacted by the spirit of this little girl. He didn't make the connection that it was the same child. Uh, but he, he had a, an encounter with this little girl in Helena, and she told him that she uh, had been kidnapped and that the person that did it uh, ended very violently and that there was some mute connection. And he never made the connection between what happened at the Cabbage Patch and what happened here in Helena. But he asked me if I knew anything about that. And I immediately thought of James Edward Brady, who was lynched in Helena in 1901 after he kidnapped this little girl. But that little girl uh, was not killed. She was actually, she moved away from Helena, grew up, got married. So I didn't think that she would have been the person that mm -hmm. contacted him, you know. But um, but in looking at that newspaper, the newspaper articles related, they did suspect James Edward Brady had also killed this little girl in Butte. Wow. And so it really seems like Michael solved that case because the little girl in Butte told him a number of things that were absolutely true, that she loved horses. Her parents worked for the racetrack. Uh, and she she did. She loved oranges. She had been searching for cast-off oranges down in the warehouse district, uh, just a few blocks away from where her parents lived in the Cabbage Patch uh, when she had been kidnapped. And the sort of the epilogue is that uh, one of the guys who does those tours had also done that research and knew that she had been kidnapped searching for oranges 
he went to find her grave in a uh, cemetery there in Butte in the dead of winter, below zero degrees weather, and sitting on her tombstone was a fresh orange. Alan, every time you come into the show, I get shivers at some point. It's it's it's. What is it like for you to to be able to to see those things meld together from actual history? It's really pretty amazing. It really is amazing, and I'm I'm surprised that other people don't try to do that more. You know, because I think oftentimes you really can take an event that happens in the present and link it to something that has happened in the past and make it make it true. I mean, it is true. You just really can't deny some of those things. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And for those uh, listening to the show that uh, that were friends of uh, of Michael, you know, you, you may have heard him on. Uh, he he was actually on our very first uh, sort of radio production of the Let, Let's Go See What We Can Record. Yeah. When we didn't hear anything, yeah. he was he was part of that very first show yeah. that we did five years yeah. ago. Yeah. And uh, then came back for, uh, for for another show. We we took him up to Marysville, actually. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just a uh, an incredibly kind man. Incredibly kind and really incredibly talented. And you know, someone that is that talented takes on the problems of the people that he helps. And you know, I think his life was very difficult because of that. Yeah, yeah, he had a, a, a lot of health issues that yeah. he battled through, and yeah. you know, I, I admittedly, when I first met Michael, I thought, well, this is what this guy says he can do, but how anybody could, says they can do anything, yeah. right? But yeah. uh, after several years, I, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but Michael certainly had some sort of ability, some sort of talent yeah. Yeah. that I did not understand. Right. Yeah, it was so profound that nobody understood it really. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty he, amazing. He did, he, he did and said some just incredible things. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's phenomenal, and and you've written uh, so many books. We, we we've got Ellen Baumler in the studio with us today, and uh, she's written so many uh, history books in Montana. She's if you see a plaque, it was probably written by her. If it's about anything historical in the state, and the, the, there's so many uh, incredible stories uh, in our area that that you've documented. One of my favorites is uh, the the little girl that is seen in the uh, the cemetery. Over oh, by, yeah. it's by Carroll mm-hmm. College, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and that, you know, again, I was there when that event happened two different times. And I didn't experience it, but I was there when other people did. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it was really a very profound thing. It was uh, 80 students from four Georgians school, fourth graders. And three of the girls initially saw this little girl sitting under a tree and turns out that there was a teenager buried over there, and I did the research, and I discovered that she had committed suicide, actually. And uh, and it was a very sad story, but then the next year, um, another 80 students were there with me in the cemetery, and about half a dozen of them also saw her. And I know that they did, because... Um, I had a detail that nobody knew that this little girl was wearing a yellow dress, but she also had a, a beautiful lace collar over her dress. And that detail came from Shanda Tompkins, who is also a really, really talented psychic. And she told me that, and nobody knew it but me. And one of the little girls said, yeah, she had on a yellow dress, but she had this beautiful lace collar over it. So I know that, you know, those kids 
saw what they, they said. Yeah, it, it, it's incredible. Two different times. Yeah. yeah, why? What is it about these these stories, Ellen, that that we love so much? Even people that are going to go, oh, that's that that's hocus pocus. They will sit there, rapt attention, and at least listen to it. Well, you know, that's the thing. I it it doesn't really matter to me whether people believe these stories. The hook is the is the ghostly thread, but history is what's behind it. And if people listen to my stories, they will learn some history. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's it's sort of a twofold uh, twofold hook, I guess. And it doesn't really matter if people believe it or not. I mean, that's why, up to them. Why? Why do you love it so much? Let's flip the coin. <laughs> well, I think I really is it the history. Yeah, friend? I really love to share the history with people that appreciate it, and I think a lot of people do appreciate it, and they appreciate it more through the stories that I can tell. Yeah, and uh, and that really makes it worthwhile. So, what's coming up then, Ellen? You said you've been collecting some more ghost stories. Is, <laughs> yeah, is there well, one? Yeah, the one I just told you is one of them, and yeah. and uh, there's a lot more to that story, you know, than I could tell in five minutes. Sure. But, uh, so that's one, um, and you know, there's some other stories around. Uh, I won't be concentrated on Helena. It'll be you know more statewide, uh, but you know, there are some there's some good stories still to be told. So if somebody wants to, uh, you know, they, they want to do their own amateur ghost hunting, mm-hmm. where where is that place in Montana? Because you, you'll see those, you know, hey, my friends and I want to do this. Where should mm-hmm. we go? Well, you know, I I guess I, I, I would say that it's really difficult to go to a place and expect that you're going to call something up, mm-hmm. you know, because to me, these uh, experiences have to be random. And so it's, you know, in a place like the prison, for example, where they do all those tours and things, um, that that place has so much energy that there's plenty for everyone, right. <laughs> you know. Right, um, And I, I think it's possible to go to a place like that and expect something to happen. But, you know, if you go just to a, an abandoned house or something and you walk through it, you know, it's, it's very unlikely that anything is going to happen just because... Uh, those things have to be random. If they weren't random, we'd be able to explain it. Mm-hmm. And then it wouldn't be fun anymore. Yeah. You know? So I, I guess I would say to a, a person that wants to, wants to experience something like that, first do the research. Um, you know, because unless you know the history of the place, you're not going to understand what might be there. Yeah. Well, and I suppose, uh, you know, get that permission. We don't want yeah. to send anybody and trespassing. Absolutely, yeah, uh, you have to get permission. Yeah. Have you done that before, Ellen? Have you gone and uh, done the, you know. Investigations yeah. and stuff. Is that you your know, thing? It's not my thing. No, I would rather explain it through history rather than through EVPs and, you know, that kind of thing. Although I have been with people that do that kind of thing, and it's always interesting you know, I've been uh, spent several nights at the Dumas in, in Butte, for mm-hmm. example, and I've done several nights at the prison. Personally, have never really experienced anything, but again, I've been with people that have. And so it's, uh, to me, it's just, you know, it's um, the experience and then you research why that experience might have happened. Yeah. And that's the thing that's important to me. Well, and uh, if, if you want to uh, experience some of that, I guess, uh, go out and 
buy one of Ellen's books. <laughs> there you, you go. You've got, uh, we, we've got five ghost story books mm-hmm. right now. It, it is the season. If you want to go out and, and read some of those, I guess you can probably get those anywhere here in town, yeah, right? Yeah, um, Montana Historical Society is one place. Uh, Amazon has all of my books. Um, uh, probably Montana Book Company probably has a few. So, And I did have seen Haunted Helena at Safeway and... You know, various places like that. Yeah, so. they're they're great reads. They're yeah. so much fun, and you know, Ellen's coming at it with a uh, with, with an open mind, but a a dusty old book in front of her as well. <laughs> so I, I I think it's fantastic, and I really appreciate what you do and the way you go about it. I, I think it makes it um, not more only more interesting, but uh, I think more believable. More believable. Let's get that word out and, and and more accessible for people. Yeah, I mean, I think that 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 does substantiate. The fact that, you know, things do happen that we we think we can't explain it. But again, you know, a lot of times if you look to the history, you can really explain it. Yeah. yeah. Ellen, thanks so much. Thank you for having me, Troy. I appreciate it. Happy Halloween. And uh, happy Halloween as well coming from me. And we're, we're just about out of time this morning. But do want to, of course, remind you Halloween on Sunday. Be careful when you're out there with the kiddos. If you're out there driving, be careful because there's going to be lots of kids darting back and forth across the street and they're all not all going to be paying attention because they're all hopped up on candy so watch out for them the little tykes trick-or-treat event is going on downtown today from one to five so you can bring them on down there to get a head start on their sugar high and then uh, the grand street theater is also playing rocky horror picture show at the helena civic center ballroom friday and saturday seven o'clock regular showing ten o'clock is the costume party for those 18 and older, you can pick up tickets over at Grand Street. They're $5 in advance, $8 at the door. That's all the time we have this morning. Happy Halloween. See you back here on Monday.